podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all that thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Hello, welcome back to episode 136 of the Dysonomics podcast. Hashtag Dysonomics. Make sure you tweet and Insta if you're listening to the pods to show some love, all of that good stuff. Make sure you check out last week's episode. I spoke on why the race debate is very, very important. Speaking Meghan Markle, especially um, Paul Pogba, Raheem Sterling, Serena Williams, some key examples of how just because there's not direct racial abuse, the mistreatment and bias with racial undertones is still almost equally as deadly in terms of creating habits and character assassination, all that type of stuff. So make sure you check that podcast out um, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those other places then. Don't forget this weekend coming up, February the 2nd, Trend and Sundays is back. Uh, a nice cool vibe hosted by me and my boy Yusuf, Big Man Yus. Check him out and install them things. Trend of Sunday, so it's at Sync Pong on Sunday, the 2nd of Feb, the 1st of the year. Starts at 6, ends at 12. Starts at 6, you know, starts at 6, ends at 12. If you want a bit of shisha, some food, some drink, play some games, have a dance, there's a DJ there. Proper good vibe. Tickets are on shubs.com or you can check out Trend and Sundays, that's Trend without a G, on Instagram. Anyway, announcements out the way. This week's podcast. I'm looking at, do we actually get paid enough? Or are we misusing our finances? And I'm looking, I'm not really looking on a personal finance level. Um, if you want personal finance, you have to speak to the likes of my G Ball or Soul. But this is more, more, this is more looking at things macro, on a macro basis, should I say. What, how much are we really getting paid? How does inflation impact it? And what are our costs saying? So what are we left with at the end? And has that got worse or got better over time or is it the same? So I think the smartest thing to do is to start off with how much we earn. So the average full-time salary in the United Kingdom is approximately £29,559 per year, which works out to about um, over £14 per hour which is, is actually mental because <laughs> the top bosses earn about 117 times more than their average employee, which is just crazy. Um, that's the average wage. And obviously, in London, the average is um, significantly higher. So that's how much we earn on average now. In 1990, I was born in 1989, so I tried to use, like, in around when I was born, the average salary was 17 grand. But as we'll discuss later what people could do with that 17 grand compared to what we could do with our 29, almost 30 grand is completely different. Now, if we look at households, so the average, because obviously not everybody's going to live on their own and operate on their own. Some people operate in terms of a family or a household. The average household disposable income in the UK, so disposable income is income that you can actually use to do stuff, yeah, is, according to Statista, is just over £35,000 in 2019. So the average house has £35,000 disposable income a year. And when you think about it, that's about two... Let me work that out. Just under three grand a month. 
disposable income for that average house. So that's how much we're earning, let alone people who obviously, obviously some people are self-employed, some people have businesses, etc., etc. Now, to really ascertain if that's enough, you have to look at your costs. Because if the average salary in the UK was 20 grand, and let's say 20 grand, yeah, but house prices, the average, the average mortgage um, payment or rent in a month was 200 pounds. Um, food was like, everything was less than a pound. Um, do you know what I mean? The average zone one to six travel cards was 35 pound a month. I'm just throwing out figures. Internet was five pound a month. Phone bills were three pound a month. Then 20,000 is more than enough. You're living, you're living luxury, you get. So you have to look at cost when you're talking about is how much we're earning enough. Now, if we look at wages, and I'm going to give you the, the last 10 years or so, wage growth is now finally starting to outstrip inflation because we've been dealing with relatively low inflation for some period of time now. So uh, as of, according to the BBC, no, according to obviously national statistics, as of 2019, um, wage growth was 3.9%, inflation was 2%. So we're earning 1.9% more than inflation. So we're not, why inflation is important is, okay, if your salary has gone up 2%, but inflation has gone up 5%, your salary increase doesn't really matter because all the things that you're using your money or the majority of things, should I say, you're using your money to, to purchase is now more expensive than ever. So in effect, it doesn't really make sense. Well, of course it makes sense, but the value of your money is effectively reducing. So if your wage is growing more than inflation, then you're really doing something like things are really good for you. However, if we go back to, let's say, 2012, where inflation was at 5%, but average wages, average wage growth was under 2%. That's where you're seeing a lot of the issues that we've been having in previous times. Like only up until 2015, we had um, wage growth outstrip inflation by a very considerable margin. And if you look at real wages, and this is what I'm talking about, when you adjust your wage for inflation, since like for the last 25, 30 years, there's barely been movement across that period of time. So, yes, we're earning more, but inflation is eating away our earnings. But when you look at the cost of things, hmm. Okay, cool. So, let's look at, let's look at houses, yeah? I'm going to give you prices from January 1995 to October 2019. Okay. So, if we're looking at detached houses, yeah? In 1995... It'll cost you the average attached house home in the UK is two hundred fifty-seven and seven hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, so let's call it two hundred fifty-eight thousand pounds. In October twenty nineteen, the average price of the of a detached house is one point six nine million pounds. That's an increase of five hundred and fifty-seven percent. I could tell you for free, inflation has not increased five hundred fifty-seven percent. This ain't in Zimbabwe. Semi-detached, the average. Price in the UK was 133, 134,000 pounds in 1995. In, in 2019, October, 814,000. And again, an increase of 509%. A terrace house, the average price was 112,000 pounds in 95. In October 19, 797,000 pounds. This is the wildest increase, 610%. A flat in 1995, January, was about 90,000 pounds. A flat now, 574,000 pounds, an increase of 541%.
So this this is sorry, this is in London, by the way. Sorry. I might have said country, but this is in London. Um a hundred um so in total, the average price in London, sorry, all these figures are London, um, for houses, period, as of January nineteen ninety five in London was hundred and seven thousand pounds and six hundred and hundred and seven thousand pounds. Right now it's seven hundred and four thousand pounds. So an increase of five hundred and fifty four percent. This is absolutely pamming us. Paminos. Accommodation is often the largest cost to any householder or individual. So if your largest cost, especially us Londoners, is has gone up f- over 500 percent in what? 25 years? What hope <laughs> do, do we have? Insane. Now, let's look at um, food prices. Because that's another thing. So if we look at 1988, and if we, if we take the consumer price index, yeah, fish has actually outstripped inflation significantly by 50%. Food compared to um, inflation is slightly just below inflation. So food is actually going up in line with inflation. And meat has actually even become cheaper in terms of inflation. So with food... It's actually got cheaper over time because industrialization, for example, like has made things come cheaper. Like, so with food, it's not food is not kicking our ass as much as accommodation is. Let's go back to accommodation. So, house prices in 1989, when I was born, were approximately 60,000 pounds a year, 60 bucks. 10 years before, it was even half that. Now, if you take the financial crisis, which was 2007 slash eight, 180 bags, 180 grand was average house price. So in what, 25 plus years, house prices in the United Kingdom tripled, tripled. I'm telling you this for free, the average person's salary did not triple. Facts. As I said, 17 bags before, 30 years later, the average is 29 grand. That's not tripling. That's not even doubling. The average house price is now about £233,000. Mortgage approval rates are going down. The average deposit in, in 1990 was £6,000. Less than £7,000. Right now, it's at like 80 bags. 80 bags. In fact, the average deposit for a house in London right now, as of January 2020, is more expensive <laughs> than the average house price period in 1989. That's only 30 years. How could the deposit become more expensive than the house itself in under 30 years? And if we're looking at our earnings... If you take first-time buyers, so if you took out the price that a first-time buyer purchased a house in relation to the earnings, the ratio, yeah? So in 1990, if you take a first-time buyer's earnings in comparison to the home they're purchasing, their home was 3.25 their earnings in 1990. Now it's over five. It's over five times their earnings. So in London, in, 19, in 1990, the average, um, a first-time buyer's home was five times their salary. 
in London now, a first-time buyer's home is 10 times their salary. That's a mazzoline. That's insane. So the issue is, I do think we're earning enough. Our earnings aren't the issue. The issue is our cost. As I was detailed to you, our largest cost is going up at a ridiculous rate. So yes, raising the living wage will make will make will help some families and some individuals. Yes, paying people will more will make will help people's um, budgets and help people's margins. But the real issue is the cost. The real issue is the cost. Sorry, people. Apple juice with elderflower for MS is just delightful. So I see a lot of debates on people like, yo, it's not you people earning enough, you're just not managing your money correctly. Like I can see the angle, but also the time I can't see the angle. It really depends. Like some people, no matter like their costs are just going to be too high for what they earn. So if you're not earning dramatically and you live in London, you're screwed. You're actually screwed because the prices in London are expensive. So in terms of accommodation, council tax, which is basically accommodation, transportation, it's going to kick you in the butt. Absolutely hammer you. That's even before utilities, which of course, over time have gone up dramatically. So one of the things that people use is credit to kind of negate the gap between their cost of living and their earnings. Now, as of December last year, if we look at some of the data compiled by the Office of National Statistics, the average household financial debt rose 9% to £9,400. The median the media financial debt, which is taking the middle household as a norm, is that grew 12% to £4,500. Like, the total debt in the UK is crazy. So it's about £120 billion as of now. So two billions on mail order debts, three billions on overdrafts, and the overdraft laws are changing, by the way. Make sure you listen to the last three digits. Um, this is what Mark's announced it now. Me, this spoken word, you call Nigo True, and financial wellness um, guru, Bolasol. We've got a podcast, which is everything about money, but in a very light-hearted fashion, more light-hearted than Dysonomics, where I give you hella facts on that. So make sure you check out the last three digits as of Tuesday this week, I believe, or next week. Anyway, back to the gist. £3 billion total in overdraft, £22 billion in credit cards, £25 billion in higher purchases, £32 billion in student loans, which is fine because those those are like almost like a tax, and £35 billion in um in personal loans. So we're using credit to keep afloat. So I think one of the issues is, is that the salary, the best salaries are in the Southeast. So if you want the best um, financial return for your services, you're looking at London, Reading and Slough. However, the most expensive cost of living is also London, Reading, Slough and the surrounding counties. So the issue is that some people who live in London probably can't afford it. And if they were to move elsewhere, they will have a better standard of living. But then again, on the flip side, why should people whose their families have been living in this city forever have to up and move? It's a very, it's a very tricky thing. And it's just about finding the balance for you as an individual, you as a family. Since I've been working, I've realized that loads of people live actually outside of London 
but commute into London for work. So yeah, the trade, the travel expense will be maybe £400, £500, £600, £300. But they save that considerably in accommodation costs and all around living expenditure because they are travelling to get the highest salary, but their cost of living is considerably lower than where they're travelling to. So things like that is something that as young people, we may want to look into. But yeah, in conclusion, what we are actually paid isn't the issue. The issue is the cost. And we need our superiors, as, as not superiors, the people that we vote for in, um, to run our country, as well as the central banks, to actually protect the people and really, really sort out this housing bubble. But that's the story for another day. I'll do a housing podcast to give more detail on that for that. But yes, thank you for listening this week. Um, make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well as Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow on SoundCloud as well as Spotify. Don't forget trending this Sunday. Make sure you grab your tickets. It'll be a great time. Um, tickets are running out, so don't dull. And don't forget the last three digits. And hashtag Dysonomics on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all those things. Until next week, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.